You have just entered the Katie Ma podcast. Keyboard plus mouse or die. Hey guys, what's going on? And welcome to KB Mod Podcast, episode 35. 35 lovely episodes have passed, and we're happy to be here with you tonight. Unfortunately, Dan is oh, Dan is under the weather. He also Sick. passed, like, those 35 episodes. He's dead now, so... <laughs> Wait, R.I.P. Infinite Sad? Is that yeah, okay, now I gotta tweet yeah. it. <laughs> Alright, go ahead and tweet that. Get that going while we record this. Yeah, Dan's not feeling well. Hopefully he'll be feeling better. Um soon i, I don't know. still he's, can't he, believe it's episode 35 though i guarantee you he's in shock right <laughs> from now the probably, grave. <laughs> <laughs> from, i can't, can't believe. believe it's not episode 35 that's a ghost i don't i don't know i can't I believe dan's dead and haunting in this podcast dead and gone. just every time i think about it let's take a moment of silence for dan all right Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, he called me and he sounded awful. So, and then John is uh, in the process of getting the movers are coming with the rest of his stuff to, I guess, put it into the house or whatever their apartment, and they haven't gotten there yet. So he's he's about to do that though. They're supposed to get there soon. So we have on though we have Nick Jenkins with us. Hello. Blacklight Attack. Glad to have you on, bud. Thanks, Glad too. you were able to do it this week. Oh yeah. What 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 opened up on your schedule to allow you to? Uh, to record with us. Uh, as long as time. I plan in advance, I can just swap my work schedule around with a coworker who's always always eager to grab up my shift because I work the late shift and she can come. I can come in for her ten to ten to six, and then she you can come. come in for me three to eleven, which is much more favorable. She gets to sleep in, and I don't. I get to wake up super early because normally waking up at two o'clock so I can be in at three. That's like that's like a normal person waking up at seven. Because yeah, that would oof. because I have a sleeping it's, disorder. So it's nice to have people that uh, that kind of rearrange their schedules sometimes to be on the podcast yeah. rather than letting us yeah. know they're going to be on and then not being on. I, wow, it's really wow, it's nice. Brandon, you really want to go down this episode road right 33. now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, never forget episode. Never forget 30. episode thirty-three. Never forget. Hey, listen, never forget. I, uh, I I always have every intention. I was telling the the guys on the cast just now. They were like they were joking again about how I never know what episode it is before we start recording. Like right when I say welcome to the KB My Podcast episode thirty five, I literally have just affirmed that it's thirty five seconds ago. Yeah. And I said I'm like that rat or mouse that you put into the maze, and you know what I mean. You drop the cheese down, it runs over, it eats the cheese, and then it gets shocked. And you do it again, and it keeps doing it over and over. That's it. You know, I'm. But where's, I only where's have the so, cheese in this metaphor? I don't know the cheese. You know, is Nick Fenton really the cheese? <laughs> Fenton may be the cheese. I'll embrace you. The cheese be, stands alone, Fenton. I'll embrace you with cheese arms wide open. From that analogy about cheese and mice. Video games. Well, what have we been playing? Too. Really? Fast. Yes. What What have we been doing? Let's Let's start off with. Let's start off with Brandon this week because Brandon is going to say tribes on the weekend. Go. Well, I, I was actually I was out of town at my parents' house this weekend, so I didn't really play much. I got in like a game or two of tribes, but yeah, I mean, literally, I, like I haven't really played anything, so I've just been oh, yeah. reading about you know games and satisfying my need that way. <laughs> like I said, that satisfying your need. Okay. <laughs> I satisfy my need a lot of different ways, but reading articles is not one of them. <laughs> that's funny. Um, all right, that's cool. So you didn't actually have anything. This so you haven't game for like a whole week then, right now? Um, Are you? Yeah, I mean, basically, you I got. got well, I, I, you got. I play a little bit on Sunday night, and and you know, I I occasionally play in the hotel here uh, as I cut myself 
because I ping like four or five hundred. <laughs> so. Well, that's playable. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, that's, it's a pretty bad time. Gotcha. What about you, uh, Nick Fenton? Oh, hi. What, doing? Um, what did I play? I don't even, oh, I started playing Assassin's Creed Revelations. I don't really know why. Like, people think it's because I'm like waiting for three, but no. That, it doesn't even interest me. Like that whole, is Revolutionary big, War. <laughs> it just doesn't look interesting at all. Sacrilegious. Is internet up on why you're doing this? Because like, well, like, people, people are, are like, why are you doing it now? And I'm like, I don't know. I just need the, something to play. Just I've been meaning to play those games now that I have a PS3 because I didn't, I wouldn't even want to bother with it on a PC. I bought yeah, a PS3 for controller. like basically being Netflix slash nostalgia machine. And uh, now that I have it, I'm thinking about picking it up, picking up the series because I'd never even bothered with it. Controller, because I'm really good at KB Mod. <laughs> yeah, and I play Blacklight. That's pretty much it. Nice. That's cool. What about uh, what about you, Nick Nicholas Jenkins? Oh, the the ever present TF2. Uh, been playing Blacklight Retribution. I haven't played it in like a week or so. I need to I need to get back into that. I've been I've been busy this past week. I didn't get to play anything this weekend. I went to Maryland, visited some friends. Um. And then I, I guess I started a new game on Cave Story, played it all the way up to the point where in Cave Story, which is a great indie game, um, there are a lot of points in the game where you need to uh, do certain things in order to get a different ending. And I totally fucked that part up. And, <laughs> and now I'm just about to get the same ending I got the first time around. So I just wasted like five hours on that. And uh, <clears throat> Pokemon. Shut up. Pokemon, of course. <clears throat> That's cool. Yeah, I've been um, I've been pretty much hitting up. I went back to Counter Strike Source as always. I always end up coming back to that. Played a, no. played a bunch of ESCA when I could. You? Um, yeah, I know it's a shocker. And but also Blacklight. I played a little bit of Blacklight last night with Dan on the stream. That was good. I'm still enjoying that. I don't know. It's hard to. I, I really played very poorly because I was like starting to get into the groove of Blacklight, and then I went back to Counter Strike. And yeah, those two games could not be more far apart as far as actual like. I mean, actually, some of the aiming mechanics transfer over, but everything else just doesn't. It seems so. really, it's really hard to go from a game that doesn't have aim down sight back to a game that does. Yeah, exactly. I personally don't yeah, even use aim down sight in a black Yeah, I, I watched that one video that you did where you really didn't do it at all. Yes. Yeah. Hip fire can be really accurate if you know what you're doing. Yeah, if you, if you play it like it's Counter-Strike, it yeah. can be almost as accurate as Counter-Strike. Not quite. It also depends on how your gun is built. But Yeah, exactly. Um... So yeah, that's what I've been doing, and I'm trying to think Played what any else. Playing good console games lately, Scott? Yeah, well, actually, today I played some COD. Nope, no, okay, skip this. Don't care. Yeah. Well, on to the news. On to the news. All right. Well, okay. But yeah, I played some COD four on the Oh, whoa! What is? Is that the wind? <laughs> that was, that wind sounded like Scott. Wow. All right. Let's get into. All right. Okay, gotta tweet it. Let's move right along. To the game night, um, the game night that's going to be happening. And to um, other ways there, that Scott Fisher is going to disappoint us. Yes, unfortunately, I won't be able to make this game night. Um, I have some blackout drinking to do on Friday, so I'm kind of scheduled with that. But, um, you know, who knows? I don't know. It depends on when I get back. But I, you know, to be honest, I'm probably not going to be on. I'm not going to fool any of you. So, but Brandon, you'll be you'll be running it again. You do a great job. We were saying last time. Do the best so, I can without you. I know, dude, but you can do it. You'll hold the torch. You'll scream at people for lamming the flag, lamming the flag and everything. So, 
But, yeah, you want to talk a little more about it? Like, what do you know what you guys are planning to play? You're just going to jump around? or? Um, we'll, we'll probably do like we typically do. I mean, we're just going to – we'll join up in Ventrilo. The Ventrilo server is, is 75 people max now, so hopefully we – well, I mean, hopefully we do max it out because that would mean that we had a ton of people show up. But um, mm-hmm. we do have a lot of space in, in the server, so we'll get as many, you know, groups together as we need. Um so we don't really know exactly what we're playing yet. We'll probably do some some Team Fortress too, because that's that's an easy one um, that everyone has. But you know, Call of Duty Four, Source, uh, stuff like that. We'll we'll do maybe some Killing Floor too if a group wants to do that um, in our server, and maybe some Blacklight Retribution. So um, like yeah, like Dan put in the post, we'll we'll kind of splinter it off to pe- what people want to play. Um, and if you want to play something specific, you can tell us in that thread, uh, in the comments section, which, uh, we do read. We, we may, I mean, we may not listen to you, especially, uh, you know, Brink. I mean, we won't be playing Brink. Oh, God. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. You guys need to really get the competitive reasons. community going again. It's, too, it's too competitive. We just want to play Cat. Yeah. You yeah, wanted, yeah, it's, it's hard to join a server and then not just go try hard on it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll, We'll probably uh, we'll probably do tribes you know later in the night, um, which is what I typically gravitate to. And once we have dedicated servers in tribes, we'll probably actually like officially do that as a game night thing. But um, for now, we'll we'll kind of stick to the stuff that we've done before, um, the games that we know a lot of people have and and can play on a wide range of hardware. So come out. We're gonna start this Friday. That would be March 30th uh, at around yes. 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, so. And and just for the Euro guys, I know a lot of times the Euro guys uh, get kind of upset because we don't do it uh, in a time that's friendly to them. But um, at some point, we'll, we are going to do a game night on like a Saturday afternoon for us or something. So that will be a Saturday night. Uh, or if you're in Australia, I don't know, Sunday morning or something. Who knows? Like <laughs> in Australia. Narnia. Oh, Lord. Time Shout doesn't really flow correctly in Australia, so it's no. pretty unpredictable. It's time, I but just... it's upside down, and then it's like quantum yeah. physics. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're reading the clock upside, upside down, it's like you never really know what real time it is anyway. How deep are mm-hmm. How many layers deep are we? <laughs> Plus, so, most time for video games are fighting off dangerous animals. That's yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. Well, you've got a, a herd of koalas coming to break your family. <laughs> I don't think you koalas know. herd. I don't think <laughs> koalas do hurt. I've never man. even seen like on like on TV like multiple koalas on screen. I literally imagine them with like spears and masks on, and they're just they're coming for you, dude. They're like tribal That's, people oh, yeah. koalas. Like <laughs> yeah, not you're, giving, you're not giving koalas enough credit, dude. That's you should be up. I mean, how, how we would find like spiders in our house, just like sitting on the wall, chilling there. <laughs> it's just koalas. It's, it's koalas. Do, do Australians like? Do they take the paper towel and then like let it outside, like like we do to spiders? Well, they actually take a giant burlap sack because they're koalas. <laughs> oh, so yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Then they let them out back into the wild. And they also, I will say, the official beer of Australia, as told to me by Razor and others, Fosters. is Foster's. So. That's good to know as well. That's yeah. Facts, yeah. Oh yeah. Occasionally, yeah. So, yeah, occasionally we'll... you can try to give the koalas fosters, and if you're lucky, <laughs> it'll just black itself out, and then you can just kick it outside, not not really worry about it. Like, did you get this from the Australian handbook? Like I did. This sounds exactly like what I read. Yeah, I read a night. traveler's guide, and uh, ultimately decided that I value my life, so I won't be headed there. <laughs> Never go to Australia. Yeah, and let's actually discuss this in a commentary. I won't go to Australia unless one of like my subs or something, because I have quite a few Australian subs. And if if one of them wants to follow me around with like a rifle, 
Because <laughs> they're accustomed to it. I mean, basically, you look at Australia. Basically, England exiled all of them to an island for being dicks in England. Right. And they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to send them over there with all the dangerous animals, and they're going to die, right? right. Well, right. probably like 90% of them did. But all that is is selectively breeding a race of superhumans. That's so true. we just have a bunch of super rugged Australians that just punch crocodiles in the face for laughs. Which we've bred over several generations. Good job, England. I bet if, if an Australian person tried to get on a plane back to England, they'd be like, first off, you're an Ubermensch and you're trying to get revenge on England for sending you to this fucking island. So no. Ubermensch. You've really put a lot of thought into this, haven't you? Yeah. About it makes sense. Australia stamp. Hmm. Think about it. Australians are super good. You are is, making a lot of sense. my point. All right. Wow. Well, I don't know. How, how did we get there? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just got a history lesson. Yeah. Wow. You're welcome. That's that is interesting. So, that one. So, but but yeah. Sorry, so Brandon. Last else? thing. Last thing I'll say is um, this is all in the post, by the way. But in case people don't read the post for some reason, if if the Ventrilo server is full, we'll also be in our KB Mod Steam group chat. So cool. you know, there are multiple ways to figure out like what server we're going to be in. That doesn't and, sound hellish at all. KB <laughs> Mod Steam group chat. ASL. Is that that's not, is that's not push to talk, is it? Or no, it's it's you know. the, the little Steam group chat room that you have when you. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of like the voice chat feature on Steam. No, no, not no. yeah, that would yeah. be a little insane. It won't, it won't just be a that chat bad. room. ASL? It'll just be a lot of talk about night hawking. ASL, ASL, yeah. ASL. You'll be asking that, but I'll tell everybody that I'm a 19 year old girl from California. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, and I also am looking at the post real quick, and I'm seeing that um, Suicidal Noodle says that this is on his birthday, so that's 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 good for good for him. Happy he's excited. Birthday. He called it the best present ever, which I would dispute, but I'm glad yeah. he's excited about it. That's and good. Uh, that it's still the best present ever, even though you're not going to be there. Yeah, I know, dude. Well, I think he might. I'm guessing he said that because he thinks I'm going to be there. So I, that's wow, probably this, true. That's probably that, true. You know, <laughs> I'm just. Kidding. I don't know if that's why, but I will say. And then <laughs> I have to shout out this comment too. Adrian Fed says, "I think we can bring Runescape back into mainstream <laughs> with KP Mods." Hmm. Oh yeah, Runescape is that's still going on, dude. A lot of people still play Runescape. I think, don't they? But probably there are a lot maybe, of people playing not. like some sure. of the older games. I don't like to think Jeez. about it. Makes yeah, it's sad. bad memories. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's not bring up RuneScape. I'm sorry I did that. Let's jump into, instead, instead of RuneScape, let's jump into the the news right now. We now interrupt your scheduled programming to bring you an urgent broadcast from the front lines of America. First up is Gears of War uh, 2 announces yep. microtransactions. Gears of War 2, you got that on the... Gears of on War! The head. <laughs> I, oh, I knew I was going to do that. Look what the shit purpose. was done to him. <laughs> oh, look, what it's, look what's happened I, to me. I, oh, God. You are an embarrassment. I was telling myself the whole time, I'm like, don't mess it up with Gears of Wars 2. Uh, okay, Guild Wars Other 2, news, I'm sorry. Crab walking is still not fixed in Guild Wars 2. <laughs> God, microtransaction and gears, it's going to be so OP. It's going to be crazy, Cliffy B, bro. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Cliffy B. Uh, yes. Um, I'm sorry, Brandon, did you want to? <laughs> I'm all flustered now because I got it wrong. But yeah, anyway, Mike O'Brien, president of Arianet, he announced that. that. Jesus Christ! What are you? Let, let Fen take okay, this Brandon, just go. Mind. I'm done. Brandon, just go. No, Nick, Nick's I, got, I got this. this. Uh, basically, okay. Michael Bryan said that they're going to be adding microtransactions, <laughs> and uh, for the most part, it's going to be like cosmetic and time-saving stuff. 
So hopefully, it, that's like my the worry was kind of like if it was going to be stuff that's going to make players better just for paying, pay to win, I guess. Right. Yeah, but really. it's, it sounds like it's not going to, and the money, from what he says, is going to be going to support the game post-launch because they don't have sub- subscription fees to put money towards that kind of stuff. And, and that sounds good because that's really a dangerous line you're skirting with RPGs because pretty much every free-to-play RPG so far that has had microtransactions that, that I can think of, like MMORPGs, are really, really pay-to-win. Like, you can't, you know, not necessarily like you're definitely going to beat a free player, but chances are. I mean, like, take, for example, Spiral Knights was a free-to-play, like, Zelda-esque RPG. You couldn't get past a certain point in that game without paying. And it, and it wasn't just a little bit, you know. So I mean, as long as it doesn't like disrupt the the flow of the game at all, it's not going to really. It won't bother me. I don't think I'm going to plan on yeah. buying any of it. But well, does this shock anyone in the Guild Wars Guild Wars Two community um, at all? Like, is there wasn't. A, I, mean, I don't think there was the any in Guild Wars One. So yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's new, but <clears throat> I think it it just makes sense for them like supporting the game. Because if they want to do yeah. big stuff like a World of Warcraft would, they need to fund it somehow, obviously. But that's yeah, well, probably they, the best way they're going to get the money. They do. They they are. They do plan on actually retailing the game, right? This isn't going to be a free to play. It's it's not going to have a subscription. Yeah, you, you buy the initial game and then you uh, have no subscription. What was right. wasn't the original Guild Wars like thirty bucks? Was it ever like? Uh, a I think 50? it was fifty at launch. But yeah, I think it was. Yeah, a, I think, yeah. think it kind of went down in price somewhat fast because I mean. It was going up against WoW, obviously. So probably within like a year, the prices dropped. If I had to guess, I, I didn't play at launch. So yeah. uh, I think this model. I mean, really, this this is fine to me, especially when it's just cosmetic and like speeding up the leveling stuff. Because I was I was thinking uh, when we were talking about, you know, we've been talking about how Guild Wars Two is just going to be a one time purchase. When you think about World of Warcraft, like. The subscription model allows them to get hundreds and hundreds of dollars from players over the course of, you know, several years. And so I was kind of skeptical that, you know, you were just going to be able to sustain the game based on one-time purchases. And this kind of combines the free-to-play aspect with, you know, the regular model of paying 50 or 60 bucks. Um, as long as the, the incentive isn't that huge to pay, like, like let's say normally leveling is whatever, and then you pay, you know, uh, the pay uh, level boosting thing is like five times the normal rate or something outrageous. Like then I would have a problem yeah. with it. But I think if if they make it reasonable, where it's like it's kind of attractive if you have the money to to speed things up um, or get special skins or whatnot. But I don't have a problem with it. They're gonna have to support the game somehow, and it's I think this model is better than the game just not having enough funding and then they kind of have to scramble or not release content, you know, or whatever. Or they could just go to Kickstarter and just yeah. raise money that way. <laughs> like all these other No. Um, but he like yeah. he like stressed that it's not they're going to try and keep it from like making balance issues, so it's looking good. I think it's it's easy to as long as you're just kind of conservative with your pay stuff. I think it's fine. You can always kind of ramp up the different options you have, but I think start just starting out conservative and kind of getting a feel for what people will pay for, how much they'll pay, um, is okay. But I think the the line that they're going to need to really be careful with is how valuable do you make them? Because people have already spent 
whatever it is, 50 or $60 on the game. So I think you have to, yeah. like, that's the thing with free-to-play. The, you know, the argument is, well, you can't complain about anything that's, that's free. But when you've already paid 50 or 60 bucks for the game, you have to now give players what they perceive as 50 or 60 dollars worth of value worth of content yeah. and that's that's going to be different things to different people whereas free to play you know they they can't really complain um because they haven't paid anything for that entry so i don't know have we ever even seen a game that is like you pay up front but then it also has like microtransactions like this i can't really think of a notable mm-hmm. title well it's it's really big on console that's a thing it's it's a model that's Again, really big on console i can't console. really think of a notable title <laughs> yeah, I guess that you could consider yeah, that like a I DLC guess. kind of thing, but it's not really DLC in in terms of how Guild Wars is going to work. Yeah, I mean, as yeah. long as they're, I'm sure there was some earlier stuff before free to play really came about, but I, I I am also having a hard time thinking of anything that really lasted. I, got I think nothing. I'm pretty sure World of Warcraft, with its subscription fee aside, does similar things and it does fairly well. I'm pretty sure my idiot brother bought a mount for like thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah. World of Warcraft does, but it's yeah. all cosmetic. There's absolutely nothing that affects even the the leveling. I think the only stuff that affects leveling is like the uh, referring a friend and like there's ways that you can speed up leveling, but I don't think you can outright pay to gain an advantage. Um, I may be mistaken, but you know that's how it was at least for a very long time. Um, it doesn't really bother me. Like I said, I just think I think it's interesting. Like they're really gonna have to kind of ride that fine line because i feel like with this system you're not going to be able to make everyone happy you just have to try and offend as few people as possible yeah yeah i do and i think when i look around and i see other giant studios like ea making just giant you know problems for themselves with uh, mass effect 3 dlc and all that kind of stuff i feel like announcement like this i don't know like i feel in a way like they're looking around, they're like, alright, we're doing pretty well. Like, this may yeah. be kind of, like, not something that's on the norm, but so many other, um, studios and companies and developers and publishers are just fucking up so royally that, you know, like, we're like, okay, well, Gears of War, or Gears of War, I God said it again. Damn it. Guild Wars, wow. I keep looking at the thing. Resigned. Guild Wars was such a well, well made, um, title, obviously, that people will be like, alright, you know, we're willing to, to see how it goes and not jump on it right away. Well, and hopefully people understand right. the economic argument that, like, if the game is gonna be good, it's gonna have yeah. to get supported with more than just 50 or 60 dollars players. Yeah. Like, a game exactly. like WoW would not have, would not have sustained this kind of lifespan no. without a subscription. Because you, you basically, you're paying for a new game every four months, and that's, that's essentially kind of what they're giving you. Because the, th- the thing is, was Guild Wars, um, even though it was a good title, it, it didn't last very long. It kind of got a, like a reboost in life every time an expansion came out, but I think it only had two or three expansions. I think three. And yeah, it, it didn't really last all that long. It still has people playing it, but it's not really a notable title anymore. So it's it's going to need stuff. You know, if, if they're able to generate a decent amount of revenue just selling stuff, like this, just selling cosmetic stuff, they're going to be able to, you know, release regular content updates, et cetera, et cetera, and keep the game fresh and current. Providing yeah, I think Cliff, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good point too. Like, I don't, I don't know if they're going to plan for expansions, but I think if they, if they subvert that and use this model to kind of sustain the game rather than, and, and basically like give players free content, um, instead of having expansions, I don't know if they're going to do that. But 
that would be my preference. Like if they could use this model oh. to keep that revenue stream going, and then that means more con- like more free content yeah. for the players that bought the original game. I think that's like a really <laughs> fan friendly th- thing to do. But poor living off the wealthy, huh? We're getting Uh-oh. into Uh-oh. an interesting model here. Ron Paul. Let's not go into politics. Ron Paul. Damn Obamacare. <laughs> that's what this is. Get into that right now. I, I think overall, as long as it's I think PvP would bother me, but as long as it's in PvE, it's not gonna really right. bother me so much. It's right. in my yeah. case. Right. PvP balance is more you. important. Yeah, I am the consumer. I, I wanna say I wanna say in summation, I think Cliffy B does a great job with Guild Wars. Yeah, so. Cliffy B, you're yeah. really innovative, active reloads. <laughs> Keep it Shout out. out to you. Yeah. Uh the next thing locust. Was there anything else or should we move on to the next one? <laughs> should we move on to the next one? All right. Uh, the next thing we want to talk about was the good old games reboot, um, the reboot of that website, which sells, um, I guess they've sold indie games and stuff, obviously, in the past. It's a relaunch, but they're going to be doing um, some newer titles, and they're all going to be DRM-free, which well, is... I think that's that's kind of good old games thing, isn't it, right? All the, all yeah, the yeah, titles are DRM-free, but it right. sounds like they're But I guess because of... they're newer titles, they're reiterating that it's DRM-free, I guess. Yeah. Kinda like making... Yeah, and, I mean, and I, I personally haven't... Will oh, now be known as only GOG, not, not GOG. Yes, with GOG for short. GOG is no longer short for it. Just GOG. <laughs> GOG. <laughs> yeah. I. Okay. I don't know how I felt about feel about that, but that's fine. Well, I mean, I guess it'll God. still like people are still going to associate it with the name it used to have. But I guess yeah. if you, <laughs> however you want to brand your service, I don't care. GOG sounds like a forgotten, really terrible PS1 platformer. <laughs> I mean, I think, like, like literally, you could say, she gogged my cock, and, like, wow. That, <laughs> of, just course, of course, that's where you go, Scott Fisher. I'm I sorry. I was thinking, no. like, more along, like, gauze, like, medical supplies, but apparently um, just, like, dicks yeah. and throats is where you went. So. Well, no, I just gog. I mean, listen. <laughs> sorry. No, I don't know. I, I would prefer it would just stay with good old games and actually stand for something, but if they don't want it to stand for that's fine. That's their decision. So. I don't uh, my money. <laughs> you guys just stop talking. Okay. I said take my money. Yeah. No, it looks it looks tight. good, and they also talk about in the article like the whole distinction with is this going to be a competition between um, you know Steam and and Valve and stuff like that? And they're like they're really more of an alternative because you know there's a lot of stuff that they have that you're not going to be able to get. Um, yeah, I think it's more of it's. I mean, it's it looks like it's kind of the same service they were before. It, I think they're just like you said, rebranding relaunching, kind of getting their name back out there. And I think it's an awesome service. I haven't actually used it just because I I don't have enough time to, you know, to go back and play all the games that I'd like to on these DRM-free copies. But I think it's good. Even if they're not really seen as a Steam competitor, it's it's good to have kind of another name in the marketplace that, that has a different value proposition than Steam. Um, but at the same time, you know, if Steam did start to, I don't know, impose... More developer restrictions, or you know, offer worse service. I don't know. Just became a worse product. It's like you could have a product like this kind of step into that, um, already being you know a good platform. So I think it's good. Yeah, I it is definitely a good thing. And if they want to go by Gog, more power to them. All right, <laughs> no, no problem. Yeah. All right, available on Gog. <laughs> From the PS4. <laughs> only available on Google. <laughs> 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 
They already have a good marketing campaign. <laughs> they do. They have a really easy they should, marketing campaign. They should campaign. get a GOG. They should just need to get a hot girl and then like somehow like make a commercial <laughs> out of that idea with the GOG. And that's it. They, they have tons of gamers on that site instantly. Um, yeah. yeah. GOG yeah. on my sock. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. Well, moving on, we have uh, Dark Souls coming to PC, or PC... Here's a War 2 coming to PC? <laughs> I'm reading how this is how this article is phrased, and uh, <laughs> I, have, I have a really immature joke that I could make, but... Oh, um, okay. oh sure, make fun of Dan's well, article I'll, after he just <laughs> died. I swear to God, if you're going to laugh at the title saying, coming soon... I'm gonna punch you in the mouth. No, it's the announce. It's not in this one. It's not in the actual article. It's the way it's phrased in our um in what we're gonna talk about tonight. And it just says Dark Souls PC coming? <laughs> Question mark. So literally the P. Okay. Um. I'm All sorry. Right, so anyway, but um, I think this article so we we managed to get a ton of embedded links in this article, so that was good. Oh my goodness, dude! I'm counting like six right now. <laughs> well, um, I see five. It, oh. Well. Okay. If you good. count PC Gamer as a source, okay, <laughs> let's end another one at seven. So. But so, uh... Go. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it sounds like a remix so... for a second there. I don't. Brandon was about to say something. I, I was going to say something, and I think Nick, I think Nick lagged out or something. Anyway. Oh, did he? So, um, so we had talked about this uh, before, and there, there was a forum post that gave kind of some. Uh, some people hope that this was coming to PC and that right. their petition has over 90,000 signatures. Um, so it's pretty cool that they, they obviously took that seriously. And then they updated their Facebook page and said there was like an announcement coming. Um, and I'm actually not sure if I don't think that announcement has come yet. Um, but it's a lot of people think that it's a PC version that's on its way. So I, I haven't played dark souls cause obviously it's only on right. console at the moment, but um, it's pretty cool that, that, you know, obviously the community had a tangible effect on what this this developer was going to do, and uh, right. I, I think yeah, it's right. neat that it's like if 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 enough people get behind something, obviously you you can get it done. Yeah, and they they basically started off with the pretense of hey, show us that you're interested, and we will act on it. And now they're living up to that. You know, yeah, and that's the good like thing about still it. Been promoting it on their Facebook page, they're still they haven't revealed anything yet, but they're they're yeah. trying to get people to getting a lot of people excited uh, i'm excited for it because i've had a friend getting on my ass about playing it for like fucking forever since since back in demon souls my friends been kind of trying to get me to play it and i have a ps3 i could technically play it but yeah, i don't really want to touch that thing so that's what she said but yeah <laughs> sorry I'm sorry to hear that. Wow, I'm just really immature tonight. I don't know if that's any different than normal, but I'm just feeling particularly... You're spending uh, too much time on that Xbox. <laughs> oh, yeah, Xbox slam. Wow, wow. Never happened before nice on slam. this podcast. Nope, never happened. I like Halo. <laughs> you do. You were very unapologetic about that, too. Hey, Halo like 1 was Halo. on PC. It was pretty fun. Yeah. And then Halo 2 happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay. Let's, uh, okay, so next on the, next on the docket is to talk a little bit about Blacklight Retribution. Some news that has come out. Um, and first, I don't know if these are in order of when they were, let me see. Well, so the we first, the first one, news, the but. first one we, Blacklight got a patch, um, right. and it added a new hero class, which, uh, they have a little trailer for, and you can, yeah. you can watch that. 
Um, so, you know, I assume that these hero classes are kind of the, they'll, they'll continue adding them over time, um, as they continue to add content. And, uh, you know, as, as I think the one thing that, uh, that I've been pretty impressed with is like, uh, perfect war or, uh, zombie and high res both, like these patches they release are, are usually really good. Like they've actually got substantial changes. Um, and so they, they, one of the biggest things they did in this patch was, re, uh, adjust the respawn time in deathmatch. They cut it in half and then winning scores in the different game types were reduced. So I'm guessing they're, they're looking for gameplay to be, I guess, faster or more, yeah, that's, more fast paced. Yeah, that's definitely good. I've actually thought it was pretty interesting. Um, I mean, that's going to be a major change to both game types, but I thought it was pretty interesting because I thought kind of the point of their domination was that you weren't really supposed to hit the time limit. Unless you were just absolutely shitting on somebody, um, I, I'm I'm interested to see how it affects it because honestly, three capping for even a small amount of time is going to bring you so close to to the goal. I mean, unless they adjusted the rates at which the numbers increase on a three cap, you know, that's going to be interesting to see how that how that affects it because you could just go for a three cap if you blitz a three cap and end up holding it for like I don't know 30 seconds, that could give you a big enough lead to like to really really make a difference and you know, leave the other team in the dust. So I'm interested, I'm interested to see how that works out exactly. Yeah. And th- these are pretty big changes too. Like they dropped it down by basically 25%. So like in domination, you now need 750 points to win versus a thousand. Yeah. So it is a pretty, oh, yeah. big, pretty change. big change for one yeah. match. Cause that, that was a game where, where basically you could go a whole domination match. You could go like five domination matches in a row and never hit the time limit. And that wasn't weird. Or, uh, not, sorry, not, not hit the, the score time limit. limit, hit the, hit the score limit. And that wasn't weird. Because it just increased really slowly unless you're on a three cap. So. Yeah. So it looks like they're, they're making some solid changes. And then the, um, we also saw, uh, much to Dan's chagrin, I would imagine, <laughs> uh, IGN had some exclusive content, um, about yeah. Blacklight yeah. and, uh, what, what's going to come with the launch. And so, um, sounds like they're, they're going to be adding, um, new game modes. Uh, let's see. See, kill confirmed is in there. Yeah. All I once once I saw that, I was instantly like, I'm <laughs> so glad they took that from Modern Warfare 3. Like, I love kill confirmed. I mean, there's not a ton of things I love about Modern Warfare 3, but that game type is just gold. It's just another level of interesting for that for team deathmatch. It's just fun. Yeah, I yeah, it gives yeah. it that extra thing. And I'm of course happy to see Siege, which is going to be the equivalent of TF2's uh, Payload, which is a really original cool. game type that is a really fantastic game type that really nobody has taken. I think it's about time another FPS took it. Yeah, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out in Blacklight. I can't really picture it right oh, yeah. now, it's but probably, it's probably going to use something to do with with like the support, uh, like like the items you can get mm-hmm. with uh, repair kits and stuff. I would yeah. like to see uh, you know that that take an effect. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna play. That's gonna play way different than Team Fortress Two <laughs> does in Payload. So oh, yeah, I'll be definitely. curious to see. Yeah, because you're right. I, I can't think of another game that's really used that concept. And Team Fortress Two, the classes have such varied roles. Um, it'll be interesting to see how kind of a a, a different shooter yeah. <laughs> utilizes that. Yeah, there was a yeah. There, actually, I did think of one game, a, a game called Alliance of Valiant Arms, which is a free mm, like Yeah, it was like uh, you escorted a tank or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of kind of a mix. Uh, the game was kind of a mix of Counter Strike and like Battlefield, but uh, it uh, it but yeah, you would escort a tank. But the thing was, the enemy could shoot it with RPGs to break it down, and then you had to repair it in order to keep mm. it moving, which was pretty interesting. 
Oh yeah, they, we actually had stuff like that in enemy territory too. Like you had to, really? you had to keep the tank rolling. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that that's we do need more stuff like that. That was a great, great game type. Oh yeah, nice, Brandon. You went slow mo there for a second, but you sounded good now. I like. <laughs> it was like we need more. <laughs> it just made it Sweet. sound more epic. Yeah, it was really epic. I will say, uh, Jared uh, Gerritsen's in the office. Rod T just got in today. I think he's going to be there tomorrow as well. And he just walked over to my cube and didn't even say hi. He just gave both middle fingers and said, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Also, uh, he was drunk. Yeah, I, he wasn't drunk yet, I don't think. But Did he smell like Jared. maple syrup? He looks like he smells like maple syrup. Yeah, he, I, I didn't really get the maple syrup hint when he walked over. He but keeps a flask in his beard. He <laughs> very well may, dude. That guy can party. So, yeah, hopefully we'll do drinks um, maybe tomorrow night, we're thinking. So, anyway, um, yeah, so it's, ex- and then a lot of people were like, I thought the design of the new hero class was interesting. Yeah. Uh, the robot head is really kind of, a lot of people, I don't know if people liked it or not, but. I like it. And has anyone used it? Have you used it? Has anyone bought it or? Uh, no, I haven't like seen anybody use it. But. No, the Jax Pro has it, I think. Maybe not Jax Pro. Um, I know someone that plays with us a lot does have it, and I don't know. I mean, it, it looks cool in game, but I haven't really looked at the stats of, of what it does, what it gives you. Yeah. I still don't actually, I'm going to be honest, I really don't understand the whole hero idea. Yeah, it's, is it like it's a permanent just, thing? It's just, yeah, it's, well, I think if you buy it permanently, I think, I think it's like any other piece of equipment where you can rent it. The thing is, a hero class is just a full loadout that's basically given to you. It's a preset right. loadout. I don't think okay. there's really much you can yeah. change about it, um, but it's it's a predetermined loadout. But it generally, it's like a pretty good loadout. So you can think of it as like as sort of like a, a like a bundle, if, if you want to think about it that yeah. way. It's just that you like sense. you can buy pre-made guns that have already you know what I right. mean, as opposed to changing everything on them. Right, exactly. And and then that'll and then uh, obviously it also offers a little bit of a like a unique view, yeah. you know, or a, a, a unique model. Based on whatever it is. So obviously this robot, you can't make yourself look like a robot. You can probably build something similar to the way he plays, but you can't look like a robot without yeah. buying him. Yeah, very true. So. Oh, okay. That's sweet. Uh, Brandon, you want to take this next one about some tribes news? Yeah, so uh, from one free-to-play game to another, uh, yeah. we, we actually had a... The news broke yesterday. They kind of did a little preview, uh, but the patch actually hit today, Tuesday, which is the day we're recording. Um, so Tribes of Sins dropped the, uh, the new, they call it the Cloak and Dagger update. And it's basically, it's, it's kind of like a TF2 style, uh, class update. Um, you know, TF2 is pretty famous for, for doing this, um, and kind of the whole meet the pyro and, and all that, um, that stuff. Well, Tribes hasn't gone quite that far, but they did a little preview video. They added some new gear for the Infiltrator class. And uh, also the, the game's first custom skins. So there's a, an assassin skin and a mercenary skin. Um, you know, both of which look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They they can only be bought with uh, in-game gold, which obviously you can only get with real money. So um, so you do have to pay for those. Um, pretty good. You know, overall seems like a pretty good patch. The actual patch itself uh, addressed some uh, like a few gameplay uh, balance issues and there are a few fixes and stuff so um, the game is definitely uh, improving and like I was saying these it's like these patch notes even for a little a smaller patch like this like a weekly patch it still has like 20 items on it so I'm pretty consistently impressed with uh, with how much they're able to stuff into each patch and um, 
Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I was going to ask you, Brandon. I was talking to uh, I was talking to one of my friends who I played Counter Strike with for a while, and I I brought up Tribes um, like kind of offhand. We were talking a little bit because he used to play Tribes competitively back in the day, and he was pretty good. And I was like, "What do you think of uh, Tribes Ascent?" And he was like, "He had nothing good to say about it." Um, and obviously, he's uh, I think he's very um, he's very against change in any sense. The Tribes, but where do you where does it stand? Yeah, no, but he, yeah, he was a tribes player first, and he's just like, I just, I can't play the new one. It just doesn't feel like tribes to me. Where are you feeling? Like, have you talked to many people? Do you know a lot of people that are really unhappy with it, or overall is it kind of in the middle? Is it really so polarized, like on the forums? Well, I was just curious to I think see. It's, I think it's actually very similar to uh, the Counter Strike situation, Counter-Strike where stuff? there's yeah. there's like there's a hardcore following of people that are really big fans of Tribes One and Tribes Two, uh, yeah. which were in their own great games but um obviously especially with the free-to-play model you know like this game's going to be different it's going to have a different approach and so i feel like some you know some people are still not like really happy with the direction the game's taken um i think Mm. a lot of people are are becoming more okay with it um because for for I think for whatever people say, from what I've seen, High Res Studios has really been paying attention to their forums. Like they do read a lot of yeah. forum posts, and and even if they don't make changes, I think they're paying attention to what people are saying. So, uh, one one thing that a lot of uh, like the competitive scene seems to not be super happy, and I, I kind of fall into that as well. Um, yeah, to some extent. But with dedicated servers, there's going to be a lot of custom server flags that can be changed. And so I think right now, um, Hi-Rez is kind of relying on that to, to hopefully sort out issues once you've got all those server flags and the community can kind of figure out what they like best. And then I would imagine we'll see, you know, some of the most popular changes end up maybe influencing the default server, uh, server setup. So. That, gotcha. that should be coming uh, probably in the next few weeks. They, they say they're aiming to have dedicated servers implemented before the official release of the game, which is on April 12th. So uh, I think we'll see before long. We'll, we'll see, especially the competitive scene, start tweaking and, and trying to find the right balance that makes the game um, better from a competitive standpoint. Yeah, really where there's a will there's a way in the competitive world because there's a lot of self-regulation that can go on just things being banned from tournaments that you know may have been added to give to give the game a little bit more public appeal but they just say okay you guys aren't allowed to use that you know so yeah, and I, yeah. I think we'll yeah, definitely sure. see that but but the, they have been making um a lot of subtle changes and i think the the point that um you know, we saw some huge changes toward the beginning of beta. I think we're starting to see the changes become a little bit more subtle because the, you know, it's, it can be very jarring to your audience, uh, to, you know, to have these huge changes in weapon mechanics or things like that. So I can kind of see where high res is coming from, not wanting to try radical things that, that maybe some people are suggesting. And the, the unfortunate thing is that I think Especially in the case of people like your friend who are like old hardcore tribes vets, they, you know, if you're not happy with the game in its current state, like you're probably just never gonna like the game because if you can't find some like some redeeming qualities in the way the game is now, you're just not gonna like it, like because it's not gonna it's not gonna do a 180 from this point on, you know. True. Yeah. That's interesting to hear. Yeah, I was just I was gonna ask you, you beat me to it, but like is is the, the divide very similar to like 
kind of the diehard competitive community yeah. and the competitive side when it comes to like CS:GO and something like you know Counter Strike Source 1.6. Um, it seems sounds like it is a lot. So yeah. that'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I think for both of these games, they're kind of in that similar state where they're getting a kind of an overhaul. <laughs> and the competitive community is like, yeah, I don't know about this. Yeah, this and, you, and you also, not. you know, you have people, I think, in, both in Counter-Strike and Tribes that, that are afraid the game is going to get slowed down or it's going to become less skill-based. And, you know, it's like some of those complaints are well-founded. Some of them are, you know, maybe a little bit less founded. Um, but overall, it's like the, the developer is not out to make a bad game. So I think they, yeah. they definitely seem to look at all the feedback they're given and even if stuff doesn't change, um, they have, I think, I think at least been doing a really good job interacting with the community and at least, you know, giving, giving some things a shot while still trying to continue developing and iterating and, you know, and making money off of the game they're making. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like I said, how, how it pans out. I'm, I'm still like, I have, I'm having like anxious fits about, where I feel like CS:GO is gonna go. I haven't honestly like since like some of the stuff's been going on. Where like I'm no, I'm starting to admit to myself some of the big problems that the game has. I'm like haven't really played it. And I think that's directly due to me being like, oh man, I don't know what it is. Like I gotta I gotta get back into it and play a little more. And but I think that's part of the reason I kind of went back to Source. I was like, well, if I don't play it, I don't have to think about it right now. So you let a <laughs> game psych you out is basically what. You're yeah, saying. I did. I let a game mentally psych me out because I'm so I'm really hoping it it'll turn out. Um, turn out in the favor of both of these titles. This but isn't even like amnesia or anything. This is fucking. Yeah, this is just this is just an FPS, man. I think <laughs> the tribes the tribes community is even more vocal because the games like Tribes yeah. One and Tribes Two are so old that like they're not really viable titles to play anymore. Whereas you can still go back to Source. You can't really go back to Tribes One. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That'd be a little tough. <laughs> well, people, how, when did Tribes 1 come out? Like, how many years ago was that? Do you uh, know? That was, what, nine, 90, 99, no, like 2001, maybe? 99? Okay. All right. That's well, pretty old. There you go. Yeah, 1.6 is still, like, the top competitive FPS in most areas of the world, at least well, as that kind of game goes. Tribes so. 1, like, I don't, I couldn't even get Tribes 1 to run properly on Windows 7, 64. <laughs> okay. It wasn't, so. it wasn't anything that kept current, and is the problem. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think you can actually download it for free now. Like, they just released the, the game for free. Nice. But if it doesn't All run, right. it doesn't matter. We should, uh, we should do, talk about the GTX 680 a little bit here as well. We should. We should. So, yeah, so let's do it. How about we do that? Nick Fenton, why don't you kick it off? It's expensive. It's expensive. <laughs> and I won't have one, ever. Yeah. <laughs> That's my feelings on that. The only thing I have to contribute to this conversation is want. That's about yeah. it. Want. I don't know want shit about hardware, so... Want. All right. Yeah, this, so... this is Brandon's entity, so... Let's let <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll keep talking. It's fine. We love we love your sultry voice. Keep going. So um, so we finally did get uh, Nvidia's flagship card, kind of their uh, 7970 killer, or uh, at least it was rumored. Once we saw the specs, uh, it looked like it was going to blow AMD out of the water. And so uh, the, the first set of reviews kind of came out, and it, it's pretty much hands down uh, the better card compared to the 7970. Um, it's it's better priced. I think even though it is still expensive at 500 bucks, um, it certainly undercuts AMD's 7970, which uh, some of the aftermarket ones were going for upwards of 550, like 550 to 600 bucks. 
So um, you can uh, you can go check out the the benchmarks. We we linked to a few of their reviews uh, on Anantech and Tom's Hardware Maximum PC. Um, but overall, you know, it's it's basically Nvidia's answer to the 7970. Um, it's a very high end card, and um, I think the the interesting thing to me, at least, is I think it's gonna it puts in, uh, AMD in kind of a tough spot because it's it forces them to lower their prices. I think pretty dramatically. Um, I think oh. they've got to do more than just mm-hmm. match the price because the 680 is a better card. So I think we're gonna I think we're gonna see some pretty heavy price cuts um, and and maybe some you know maybe some really good deals uh, on you know like one day sales and that sort of thing. And AMD um, is so still really so from the whole processor thing, aren't they? From the whole bulldozer yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean AMD yeah, overall. I think they're definitely a, a stronger competitor in the GPU market. Um, but they, you know, they kind of had their fun releasing a few months early, and I think they really took advantage of that. Like they, I, I think their current crop of cards was overpriced to begin with, and and you know they were still sold out a lot of you know a lot of places. So it may have paid off for them, but I think now we're going to start to see prices come down and back in line with kind of where they should be for um, for a new generation of cards. So I wouldn't be surprised to see 7970 start going for you know. 450 to 500 uh, over the next month or two. Competition always good for the consumer, obviously. So yeah, absolutely, that'll be good. And and so the new feature of this card is, you know, most of it isn't isn't really all that uh, interesting to the normal gamer. Uh, the one thing that is is they they've got this boost clock now, which you can kind of think of as uh, yeah, turbo for CPUs. So, okay. so turbo for CPUs is, is pretty uh, is a pretty big feature nowadays, and it's actually it, it does make a big difference. You know, when you're clocking your CPU up, maybe 10, 10, 20, 30 percent, who knows? Um, mm-hmm. But this boost clock feature, from what I can tell, is kind of it's it's just a little mini overclock. Um, it boosts up their core clock from 1,006 megahertz to 1,058 typically. So it's like it's a little bit of a gain, not a whole lot. Um, it's not going to replace like actually overclocking your card. Um, so I think it's probably something that enthusiasts will largely ignore. Um, I was going to say it almost sounds like a little bit of a gimmick then. If it's, yeah. I mean that's not very much power gain at all, really. No, it's not. But I think <clears throat> I think it's something that we could see become kind of standard. Like it could become a big deal um, over the next several generations. Just like turbo wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily a huge deal in the beginning, yeah. but now it it you know it actually does um, increase performance pretty pretty significantly. I think this is kind of a first generation. Seems like kind of a toe in the water type thing, um, but. Over time, it could, you know, it could end up paying dividends. Um, the other, the other big feature, at least for me, was that it looks like this card supports up to four displays. So it actually has four display outputs: oh. um, two DVI, one HDMI, and one regular Display Port. Uh, so that's that's actually it was really interesting to me because, as many know, I, I have three monitors, and I had bought. For my new computer a while back, I had bought SLI uh, 570s, but I wasn't able to actually like use them in the way I wanted to 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 power my three monitors, and I couldn't just use one card to do all three monitors because you could only do two monitors. So this is actually a pretty mm-hmm. big deal. 
Um, and it's funny because John Carmack actually tweeted about this. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, John. He was going to use an AMD card, and then NVIDIA like begged him not to and said they had a card coming that would support that many displays. Um, so, so this feature is at least in part uh, for John Carmack. Um, but <laughs> listen to that. Look at that. You get so famous. You're like, we're making a card for you, John. We're custom making our next video card <laughs> for John Carmack. You can name it, John. You can call it. <laughs> the 680 is actually <laughs> the 680 is from now on being called the John Carmack. The John Carmack card. But yeah, yeah it's um and and the other the other interesting thing uh, I I won't I won't wax on too much more about it, but they, it's kind of a role reversal for Nvidia. Um, the 680 is more of a like cool efficient card, whereas um, obviously you guys know the the previous generations were loud, power hungry, but they were also powerful. Um, so the, the trade-off was like, you knew NVIDIA was going to release a really powerful card, but it was also, you know, going to just suck power, be loud and everything. So they're kind of changing, you know, changing their tune. And, um, it seems like with each generation, AMD and NVIDIA kind of just become more and more the same. <laughs> um, even though there are performance differences and everything, it's like the benchmarks on things like the uh, power usage and, and noise and cooling and things like that. Um, are slowly becoming kind of the, the gaps are becoming less and less. Um, so it's it's a good card if you've got five hundred dollars to spend. It's not a bad buy, but yeah. personally, I'd probably wait a little bit for like the the super clocked versions of the cards, um, and and probably wait until AMD lowers their prices too, um, because you know again it's it's all about bang for the buck. And so if if they lower the price on the seventy nine seventy and seventy nine fifty, you know those could those could come right back um, to bring AMD to kind of that power position. So we'll see. It's always interesting. Yeah, you want to, yeah, it is. And you want to get that bang for your buck. We know that. The bang is important. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know where I was going with that. Let's let's move on. Let's segue a little bit. Let's do a little bit of a segue into. You can't say it's a segue. I can. I literally That's just not said the it's a segue. Point. Well, I know. It's time for the KB Mod Roundtable. Get ready to discuss a topic. <laughs> I mean, some big news happened. Uh, I guess it was, was it yesterday? Yes, it was yesterday. That Robert Bowling announced that he would be um, leaving uh, Activision and Infinity Ward. Um, he would be quitting, essentially. Um, so I wanted to, we wanted to take this opportunity to kind of talk about um, this, you know, that a little bit, and also the greater topic of kind of what what is the role of a community manager as it comes to, you know, the way games currently are made and, um, you know, I don't know, stuff along that lines. And, and also, like, the, the whole Twitter account, we were talking about that as well, where Robert Bowling's going to leave that company. Obviously, that's his personal Twitter account, 402, with 300-something-plus thousand followers on it. And he has a larger following than uh, than actual, actual Call of Duty Twitter has. So, like, kind of where does that, how does it, how is that affected and stuff like that? So, first of all, guys, your reaction to the news that he LOL. either quit or got fired, we don't really know. It's speculation. LOL. That's all I have to say. LOL. I don't wow. care. I, I yeah. really don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't care either. Well, I mean, like, I'm not attached to the, to him at all, so. Yeah. That's just me. There's something okay. I don't about you, Brandon. His eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, fuck his eyebrows. You know what? You bring up a good point. <laughs> I'm actually very negative towards this. Wow, that's he has disgusting eyebrows. Look at you. That's Nick says one thing, and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah Nick, fuck that Nick, guy. 
Nick stayed again. Right in his eyebrows. Right in the eyebrows. God. I think that's why he got fired, actually. Look at those things. Because of the eyebrows? I don't know. Um, I, I don't really have, I mean, I don't really have much opinion on, like, the actual inc- incident itself. Um, I was kind of, yeah. at first I thought he maybe just resigned, but then after talking with you a little bit more, mm-hmm. sounds like, you know, maybe he was, maybe he was fired or, like, forced to resign Pushed or, or whatever. Yeah, um, but I thought mm-hmm. what was interesting is that, like, when, when he tweeted it out, I checked his bio and his bio already said, oh, uh, we're, we're losing it. Duty and whatnot, so. Yeah. So anyway, it, uh, I think the the more interesting uh, aspect of it is, like you said, the 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 fact that he has a larger personal following than <laughs> yeah, the Call does. of Duty franchise Twitter account does, and we're, you know we're seeing that with some of these larger like community manager personalities, and I find it it's kind of interesting. Like there's not really legal precedent or anything set yet for like how that sort of situation is handled. Um, yeah. So I was, we were talking before the podcast, Scott, and I was saying it, it's, it's interesting because to me, uh, them firing Robert Bowling seems to only have, at least from what I can tell, it seems to have a negative, kind of a right. negative. What, what do they gain out of that? Yeah. What, what do they gain for loot? Like right. they're going to lose that portion of their fan base that maybe is following Robert Bowling and not following Call of Duty necessarily. But yeah, it's exactly. like the two seemed kind of oh, yeah. in. You know, it seemed like they were one and the same, but now they're not. And uh, we were saying before, like uh, JD2020, it was the same type of deal. So how, what kind of ramifications can that have on a studio and franchise when you lose someone who is a personality like that? Yeah, yeah, very true. And I think it raises a bigger question of, we, we had a debate at work about this uh, yesterday about, like, should there be, like, when you have this franchise that big, and kind of, it's a little unfair to say that, like, 402 was just, like, thrust into the spotlight. I mean, obviously, he was, he's been kind of the PR guy, the community manager, I guess, creative strategist. He also had as the title, I guess, before he left. But, you know, it, it, should there be a central figure that's going to take all the heat, good and bad, for, you know, for a game that he didn't even create? Obviously, he might have had some very limited creative input. Um, but, you know, I'm talking to people that talked to, to him that knew him well and other people that, you know, know JD2020 and talked to him. Like, they have very, very little. Like, here's an example. So JD2020 was 100% against uh, and, and agreed with the community that Last Stand or Final Stand shouldn't be in, um, you know, in Black Ops. Yeah, in the game at all. And he pushed and pushed and pushed and did everything in his power. Like, that was his mission. And, you know, as one of the major major things. And guess what? It was still in the game. Because at the end of the day, they are really just figureheads who try to foster goodwill. But yeah, they're just kind of trying to foster goodwill with the community. And that is an important role. But should, I mean, should it ever be set up to the point that you had people like JD2020 and 402 that literally become, you direct all your fire at them, I feel, good and bad? I feel, I think I feel like I think at that push. point, it's completely, it's completely just totally missing the point of reaching yeah. out to the community. Because the whole point is we want to be able to communicate with the people who are actually making the decisions, the people who are actually designing the game. I actually feel like I'm accomplishing something when I talk to Garrettson online about about right. something. Exactly. I mean, that's obviously not always a leisure that a really big company has. When I talk to Garrettson, when I talk, talk to Brian Sprague, does that pronounce his name, Sprague? Um, I, I feel Spagoo. like that. Spagoo. <laughs> There's, I feel like that, like, 
even if even if what I'm saying isn't necessarily the way that they interpreted the game to be, they still take it into consideration, or at least will explain why it's not going to happen. When it, when you when you're talking to a guy who very obviously, like JD for example, has no influence over the game. If he right. fought and fought and fought for last stand to not be in the game, and it still ended up in the game, then what the fuck is the point of talking to that guy in the first place? He can't get anything done. It might be nice that he's technically associated and right you know he might be inside to you or retweet your youtube channel or whatever but it's you know at the end of the day like that that whole community outreach becomes futile when that feedback is going nowhere right and but the other side is that is that the fault of is that the fault of the company that that puts someone like that in place or is that the fault of just a bunch of teenagers who have zero idea how game development works <laughs> being total you know what i mean like whose fault is that, I that I, to me it's a mix but yeah I, I would agree with that I, I think it's a mistake to think that you're going to get anywhere right. actually talking to these guys but it's yeah. also a mistake it's it's also a a a, a disservice to put somebody right. out like that and, and give and send them give to every the impression all the right exactly yeah. like they, they clearly don't give a shit it's <laughs> it's activision they don't care right. just gonna prop some guy up there have you direct all your hate at him so that you're not actually looking up like you know people who matter you're not gonna look up their email accounts yeah and, and yeah, email think- them and bother them you know. It's obviously important to have someone kind of managing your social media presence, but I think having just one person um, doing all of your like outreach and, yeah. and everything that I think that is probably a yeah. bad idea. As we've seen, we've we've seen it twice. You know, two really notable examples now where you've got a large following for this one person, and that you know when they leave, that goes away. <laughs> Um, I think the better, like, long-term strategy is obviously you need someone who is kind of your designated person who's going to manage the social accounts for the game and whatnot, you know, manage the right. Facebook page and YouTube and all of that. And but they I call think more, Twitter, not their own. Right, right, right. But I think more than that, I think you should really just try to try to have a larger presence. Like, um, I think this may not be the best example of listening to feedback, but we've talked about it before. Battlefield. Battlefield has a ton of developers and different people on Mm -hmm. Twitter and on social media. So even if they're not changing things, like you have a lot of different places to either direct your love and adoration or your hatred. But either way, like there's a lot of different targets to hit. And, you know, those are the people actually making the game. And I think just like we're like you were saying, a lot of a lot of the hate, you know, that has flowed to someone like Robert Bowling or or JD2020, they don't have control over anything. They're not really even developing the game. They're just there to take all the things you say. Like at this part, you're yelling back at echoes like you're not anywhere near the source. No, you know, you're not you're not getting anywhere. And I think I think it's more important to have I think from a company standpoint, I think first off, I think it's dumb to give somebody his own Twitter account and be like, this is your Twitter account, but basically do everything for us, because then when this inevitably (laughs) happens, he takes all yeah. he t- as we said he takes all those people with him you know why I, not I think it just became a monster like I don't think they thought about that at all at no, the beginning no. they had zero clue yeah and it just kind of like got to the point where it was like well what are we gonna do make a separate Twitter and like he already had the following and everyone knew yeah. to go there but the, but they did, they never really did anything to reinforce it because or, or to to yeah. they never did anything to correct that situation right, because he just right. kept giving out information and making announcements responding to people mm-hmm. it's fine to, yeah. it's fine to reach out to to your community but I think it was a mistake to let that keep going on 
Mm. Well, and it's funny. That's it, like Twitter is really the first time we've seen um, individuals getting to kind of garner followings from established, you know, media outlets. So, like, if you watch SportsCenter, they'll put Twitter handles for like yeah. the specific for anchors. All their- it's it's yeah. kind of a it's a very much a changing direction where mm-hmm. all you know all of a sudden you're you're interacting directly with the specific people you want to rather than just interacting with like the brand or the network or the game um and that's it's like that's something that's really really different and seems like it's difficult for a lot of companies to figure out and i think call of duty is just one of the most notable examples of a company that it's like once you've got this kind of figurehead that has his own following what you can't just change direction like the damage is done exactly yeah and nick were you gonna jump in with something in a minute i just saw you talk for a second but which one? before i go on wait, wait. i don't know you sorry nick fenton it looked like you were about to say something well, i was gonna say i mean if you're gonna in the perfect world like you would have the whole game development team responding to the feedback exactly. instead of just the one guy that's the messenger because then you get a more understanding of like what people do and how you could actually what get they can things actually. done. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to put up a perfect example, which is not a fair example, but what we're talking about with Blacklight and Zombie Studios, yeah. right? Is that there is there's like three or four or five different people that have different yep. jobs that are uh, all active and talk within their roles about what they was, can do. I and what I was thinking of when I was saying exactly. And obviously with a company like um, you know Activision or um, Infinity Ward, but even then, like I don't, I don't that doesn't really get them off the hook. Like I feel like they should have that same kind of system. I think Blacklight and Zombie Studios does it right. And like you said, you feel like you're accomplishing something, Nick, when you talk to anyone from there yep. because they're having this direct input on the game, and then you see a patch. Yeah. Like, hey, I but, talked about that. I mean, you can't happened. have a direct impact so much in a Call of Duty, but if right. if you had some way to like, if they were more transparent about like what certain people certain people did right. certain things, exactly, you could kind of feel like have at least give the well, feeling and, that you were doing something. Even yeah. in, in Call of Duty, the a good example is PC Dev with Black Ops. Yep, he yep. was he yep. was like really one of their only kind of. I guess unofficial presences, but it was it was really useful, and and he had several thousand people following him because it was more of an unfiltered look at kind of what was coming, what was being developed, what you know. It's 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 what people are looking for when they when they're they're looking to kind of gain a uh, like a relationship with your developer, yeah. your studio. They want to kind of get get an idea of what is going on in the studio. They don't want the, the PR stuff. That's what social media is, is for. It's to give you more of that unfiltered look at the actual people doing the work. And the, exactly. and the problem is that they keep trying to filter it. Right. And it's not, not going to And that's actually, I think that's where most of the hate um, for rubber bowling kind of really started getting, is that the, you when you're being fed a line, you know you're being fed a line. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And I understand, like, what is he going to do? He was in an impossible position of having to satisfy the community and uh, and only be told that he could say very limited things from the Activision side. So he was just in a no-win situation. So, I mean, whether he got fired or quit, you know, more power to him. He probably doesn't have ulcers anymore, which is good, or hopefully they're going down. But... You know, healing, but I just think that in this world, the way games are made and how interconnected everything is through social media, you cannot have one person be the figurehead. And to be fair, obviously, Twitter's really blown up in the past, you know, couple years to be something that, um, you know, it's like you said, there's really no pres like there's no precedent for a legal 
thing with this, right? Like, mm-hmm. what do you do with something like Twitter? It's hard to know. And maybe there will be a ruling on it at some point. Like, who knows? What if they went after Robert Bowling and were like, hey, listen, technically you worked for us and we technically own that. You know, it, who knows? It, it wouldn't surprise me. It, it wouldn't surprise yeah, me if they, they did that because there exactly. is a pretty big stake. <laughs> like, I would be curious to see what the, what the overlap is between yeah. Robert Bowling's personal following and the Call of Duty Twitter account. Like, what is the delta there? Of, yeah, of people awful. that Call of Duty is losing a connection to because of his departure. That's an That's awful thought. Like you're not four zero two the person. You're four zero two the Activision employee <laughs> the company. Yeah, you're four zero two the entity. Yeah, yeah, dude. I kind of feel bad for him because what is he going to put on his resume now? I mean, you can say creative director of blah 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 blah, but I mean, I think everybody knows he was just he was literally a paid whipping boy. <laughs> yeah. I mean that was his, and maybe he'll go be a paid whipping boy for another I'm industry. Sure he's got some yeah. kind of credentials back there. Yeah, I mean they, I'm not worried about Robert Bowling. That guy's made enough money; he probably doesn't have to work for the rest of his life, to be honest. Considering you how better well. be getting paid well if you're living punching bag. <laughs> well, that too, and I'm sure he had stock in the company too. I mean, so oh, yeah, you know he's he's sitting pretty, I'm sure. So that's not a problem. But well, if, um, if he was. He was suffering hair loss due to stress from that job. I don't want to see what happens <laughs> when he gets unstressed and his eyebrows grow to their full extent. <laughs> he's got a, he's got ponytails in his eyebrows. <laughs> I just, I, I, what I was going to say too, like, I think at this point in, in the way everything's, uh, interconnected, the way, um, Bethesda does it with, um, like they have, like you said, and they have their official Twitter. Like, you should have an official Twitter that's run, obviously, by someone that is kind of like the company line, what is official, but it shouldn't be one person, and then everyone else, um, like as much as possible that, that can talk and actually has input. They don't have to be, like, responding to the community all the time, but, like, there should be a few people here and there that you're like, okay, um, and that's the other thing, though. I think, I think we, we, since we're so interconnected, we expect, like, they have a right to be talking to us all the time. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. kind of expect that. And I don't know if that's totally fair. Like, I mean, before the land, before social media existed, like, when did you hear, like, only when they made right. their official announcements? Well, or they went to a PC gaming magazine or a console magazine? That was it. But I that's all you even, really got. I think, though, actually, a good example, um, I think, right now, of a company that doesn't necessarily have a huge, uh, like, Twitter presence, but yeah. they, they're very active on their forums is high res. Like high res yeah. has, has probably eight, maybe eight, eight, nine, ten different people that are, that respond to forum posts and, and really do interact with the community that is specifically interacting on through their medium. So it's not necessarily like new wave social media, but it's more of the traditional, you know, game forum, uh, where they're, they're taking that criticism, that feedback, um, and, and they're responding to it there. So I think that you, you don't necessarily have to use Twitter and Facebook. I think you can still use the more traditional outlets. Um, yeah. but it's just, it's all about that interaction somewhere. Like if I'm a fan of your game, I want somewhere that I can go to kind of get that inside look at what's going on. And, and I think, okay. you know, we've seen, we've seen multiple good examples of this. Like, uh, id and bethesda you know you've got john carmack on twitter and he's not he's not even tweeting yeah. about really anything game related most of the time he's tweeting about building rockets and just <laughs> incomprehensible stuff he is such a badass god damn it and you know it's even, like that that gives it more authenticity yeah. because he's yeah. not you you see that that's the real person tweeting and so it's like exactly. it's even a more personal connection yeah. And if you really want to endear yourself to your customers, don't just slap a really obvious puppet up there who only says what you want them to say. Like literally the only thing that was endearing about Robert Bowling was that he had a big friendly smile on his face 
And that was about it. It, it was his Twitter oh, picture. God. It wasn't it wasn't a corporate logo. That's literally the that, only thing you can say. That's everything for else, Activision. Everything else was so manufactured from what came from him that that's not endearing at all. If you want to have some some connection with your with your customer base and you want to be endeared yeah. to them, grow a sense of fucking humor. You know, have you, <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that, dude. Have you have you ever seen like so I'm trying to think who was it? I mean, Applebee's is does, doesn't miss a beat with us. <laughs> Applebee's. Applebee's. Yeah, they have to know. Whoever runs that Twitter has to know we're mocking Applebee's a lot of times, as you know, yeah. or being, and they still respond. Um, <laughs> I love Applebee's and the two for twenties. Well, so I, I would love the two for twenty right now. Actually, I miss half uh, off appetizers after nine. Dan's really the the real hater of Applebee's. To be fair, he but yeah, he actually loves it, but. He loves it. We'll he won't admit it. He, he loves it when he's not here to defend himself. Wait, he's dead. He loves he's the dead. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, he's dead, so we should let this out <laughs> the now. Truth dance to be out there. I'm going to go leave yeah. some $5 mozzarella sticks on his grave. <laughs> Instead of flowers, yeah. In a, in a little bouquet. <laughs> Made out of Applebee's napkin. napkins. You got to yeah. put the marinara sauce on the side or just the actual mozzarella sticks? The actual mozzarella sticks, you know, maybe maybe some barbecue just, shrimp at no, the top. Pour out the marinara sauce like you pour stuff out for your homies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or an apple teeny. Oh, man. The real beauty of that is when pigeons will be covering his grave because you left <laughs> food out there. Ah, bird shit. That's all on you, Nick Jenkins, now. Yeah. You gotta Sorry, clean Sam. it up. Sorry, homie. Yeah. Never forget. <laughs> R.I.P. Infant Sad. I miss. All right. So yeah. So anyway, was there anything else we want to say about that? I thought that was good to. I mean, that was good to hash some of that out. Eyebrows. I agree with. I think yeah, eyebrows. But I think we all kind of agree that it's kind of maybe there's no perfect answer, but we can look to some examples of some other companies how they're doing it now. Singular community managers are kind of stupid. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't work. Like Brandon said, it's already failed twice with Robert Bowling gone and obviously JD twenty twenty gone. So maybe and to be fair, it, whether he got fired or he left or he got pushed out or whatever, maybe maybe Activision or whatever, if any words like realizes that it doesn't work like that and they need to take a totally different approach to what, how they're doing it. Yeah, could be. Maybe it did cost him his job. Yeah, yeah, very well could have. All right, well let's um let's hop into to the ever famous Twitter questions that you guys send us. And now it's time for Twitter questions with the KB Mod podcast. Um, there are some interesting ones this week, for sure. Um, who wants to? Anyone want to start out with one? A furious okay, let's, let's puppy. Ass. Oh. Yeah, I'm taking this. Taking the hell. Go for it. Stand Go back, it. bitches. <laughs> what apps do you use most on your phones? Tweet I don't deck. do shit on my phone. I've got an LG Quantum. I think it's a battery life of like 15 minutes. Yeah, I use TweetDeck and uh, IMO dot, or it's just the IM, IM. IMO app or whatever, where you can like log into multiple yeah. IM things like Skype and Google. And that no stuff. wonder you're always on. I can never hide from you. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I'm. Why. Yeah, I'm all. I, it's on my phone always. I guess. Are you, I guess are you hiding from me? Browser. No, I mean what? Okay. No, I'm, wow. I'm really, I don't this use apps like at all. I just use my phone's no? browser pretty much. I, I use my radio for a while. That I don't. I can't even get Pandora on this thing. I have to use Slacker Radio. Oh, Pandora's and, good. Uh, which, which, uh, which, it, it, its name even knows it's not as good. <laughs> Slacker. 
I use um, I use the R.I.P. Uh, Steve Jobs widget, and basically you <laughs> click on it, and it's just the sound of weeping and gnashing of teeth of, of the people that have attended the Steve Jobs. Oh yeah, and, and that one, that one song they always play at memorials. Yeah. Who can say? Oh, Enya. <laughs> yeah, Enya. Yes. Yeah, it's a great app, dude. Only fourteen dollars, and it's <laughs> worth every penny. It was really good. No, I use uh, Echo Phone or whatever um, for Twitter. Um, and what else? I use yeah the browser and stuff like that. I have an iPhone. I think Brandon, you have an iPhone too. Yeah, so. I have an iPhone. Drop and you like the yeah. iPhone, don't you? Yeah, it's. I mean, the, there's a lot of good apps for the iPhone. As much as there are, as much as many problems as there are with the platform itself, like the yeah. you know, the value is really in the apps. I uh, I use I, I use the official Twitter app. It's pretty good. Um, and then other. Is it worth it? Yeah, I was going to ask you. I haven't tried the official Twitter app. Cause yeah, it's, it's good. I've actually met the meaning to, to try a tweet bot, which I've heard is good. But anyway, I use the official Twitter app, and then I use Beehive IM as my IM client and uh, an RSS reader called Byline. That's probably like 95% of my app usage right there with a little bit of turntable FM on the side. Ooh, very nice. Games? Turntable iPhone app is so good. Uh, I play the shit out of Fruit Ninja. I love Fruit Ninja. I don't play Angry Birds actually at all. I don't even have it on my phone. World of Goo. That's what she said. You would love that like, game. World of you Goo is fun. It's really all fun. over your face, wouldn't you? And, yeah. and draw something. That's that's pretty fun. Anybody? I, I refuse to get that because everyone's playing that. I refuse. I, I'm not yeah. sure yeah. it's a fad, but it's kind it's of fun. It's definitely a fad. I have a Windows phone, and <laughs> I want sorry to for end your loss. my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It's I'm pretty sorry. horrendous. It's mostly the phone. It's not the operating system's not that bad. The you know, Mango update kind of fixed a lot of problems, but mostly the phone itself that I have, the LG Quantum is just such a piece of shit. I was just so tied to the uh to the physical keyboard that uh oh, that, so yeah, it was that the only was one available, so I I jumped right on that and it's just so bad. So How long have you had the phone for? Uh I want to say like a year and a half now, something like that. I don't know. I think I'm gonna make. I'm thinking I'm gonna make the switch to an Android. Probably it's soon. Best for you. All right. Let's move on to the next Can one. Dan one? Jarvis. No, I want to. Oh ask yeah, you. I've never asked a question. So. Dude, go. I start Dan now. Jarvis asks <laughs> favorite candy. Well done. Ooh, that is um, Snickers. Snickers. Racist candy bar. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> I just got that. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, that's, that was long. Dude, there's so I, I have like I have serious there's phases with candy where I'll, I'll be like seriously hankering for a certain candy bar and then I'll just eat that candy bar way too many times and then I don't want to eat it ever again. Nutrageous. Reese's Nutrageous was like that, especially because around here they only sell the king size ones. So, oh, <laughs> so every time I ate one I ended up I ended up consuming like five hundred calories of chocolate or something like that. I know my favorite, but the butter. I'm gonna get so much shit for like the gay jokes are gonna be flying when I say this, but this is my favorite of all time: salted nut roll. <laughs> yep. I don't even know what that is, but <laughs> what yep. the hell yeah. is that? And it literally is the gayest thing you could possibly say, yep. besides rainbow yeah. skittles. But so, you that have doesn't ever, even sound like candy. It, well, it's like a uh, it's like a taffy kind of thing in the middle, and then. Here, I, I, I just Google it. I'll put it in the what chat. What did your parents do to you? Wow, <laughs> they're dude. so good. They're at like the, when you like go, like grocery store and you're like waiting there and they just have salted nut rolls. They're so <laughs> good. <laughs> dude, they're good. They're it just 
It just looks like a payday to me. It's nougat. Yeah. And nougat. payday, okay. payday doesn't sound like you're sucking a dude off. You need to yeah. try salted. Unless you're a hooker. Salted up. Try one. Just try one. It's delicious. It interest you with my salted nut, think, bro. Uh, it says, I don't know. It's well, all right. Andy, but it's so good. I don't know. Well, did you just say indie? Gay is candy. Oh, uh, okay. I heard indie <laughs> too. Well, they're uh, we, you probably heard of them. We have a, it's because you're cutting it. We have a really great local Philly candy bar. Scott, you probably have had them. I, I don't know how far they export nowadays, but uh, Peanut Chews. Peanut Chews, yeah, is the... I never... See, I never liked Peanut Chews. I, I love them. I love them, yeah. but I can't... I mean, the good thing about them is that they come in bites rather than a bar. Fuck your teeth up, dude. They, oh, yeah. Serious. Well, because they're they're not like caramel or anything. They're they're molasses. Yeah. It's it's, it's molasses, dark chocolate, and peanuts, and it's fucking delicious. Uh, yeah, I think I actually like the flavor, but to eat them is, is a little bit of work, so I don't know if I... Oh, well, I have I have a jaw of steel, which is... That's not true. My jaw is actually really fucked up, probably because of all the peanut chews. <laughs> But um, your dentist must hate you. Yeah, I hate my dentist because they won't be sick. <laughs> I fucked up jaw. <laughs> I get a lot of lock jaw from salted nut rolls. <laughs> sure, you sure you do. My God, uh, I, I think my mainstay is Kit Kat bars. That's, I love Kit Kats. Yeah, I, yeah, I could always go to a Kit Kat bar no matter what. And they're they're awesome. They're all absolutely awesome with coffee. Give so good me. with coffee. Give me a break. I feel like we almost need different categories because, like, I I like. Yeah, I mean, so I don't need a ton of candy, but I like a lot of different types of candy. Um, but probably my favorite would be either uh, it's it's between Reese's, like the special uh, holiday type Reese's. So you know, like the eggs. Oh or yeah. Or the Christmas oh, treats. Those are so those are, good. Those are just loaded. They're amazing. Oh, yeah, it's, they it's, are. They're jam packed with salty nut. <laughs> salty nut. <laughs> So I, I love those, the like all the special Reese's ones. I'm I'm definitely a sucker for those. And uh, and Twix, Twix bars are excellent. Uh, Twix, Twix are good. Twix, Twix are good. Twix, Twix is always a solid choice. The only thing is they always seem to go stale in the store. It's like the only candy bar that's like 50 percent of the yeah, time it's going to be stale. They have the cookie in them, so yeah, it's like yeah. Yeah, it, that is true. You are taking a little bit of a risk. I had a real that reminds me. I, I the last time I had a Twix, I can literally remember it was like two years ago, and I went to this like really rundown looking Indian store, um, Ferez, shout out, and um, <laughs> it was it was like really like dirty, and I was like I shouldn't buy this candy bar because I knew like the same thing. Are you sure like, it was Twix or an Indian like ripoff brand? It was like. Like, no, it was definitely Twix, but like the box looked Twix. old, so I bought it and I just bit into it, dude. And it was literally like it was so bad, it was, it was hard as a rock. Like I almost yeah. chipped my tooth. I would, it, I would get those from people like, oh, like when I was a kid was, on Halloween. Oh, who my kid? Like yeah. last year, and. <laughs> Like you know, it would be like those old those old people that are like, oh, not a lot of kids came around this year. This will be fine for next year. Oh, Fuck God, you, yeah, anyone dude. who does that, you cheap <laughs> yeah, asshole. Because because Twix go bad a lot faster than most candy bars. I, I think that they must not have like as much preservatives uh, preservatives in them or I'll something like, like that. Cracker because, thing, if I had to guess. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. It, it do seems to be too, like, the, like the caramel also just gets really hard. Yeah, yeah, dude. It just it will. If you're not expecting that, like if you just bit down hard, you could do some serious trauma to your teeth. Yeah, on those on their sale. You could die. Real time. Now you have me wondering how many people recycle candy for Halloween from one year to the next. Oh, probably a lot of people. I bet it's yeah, a it's lot of people. It's something like like a you know like an airhead that's just like literally a giant chunk of corn syrup. Then it doesn't 
doesn't really yeah. go bad for you know for a long time. I don't think I condone it either way. I don't care what candy it is. You you give all of it out to the children and you restock next year. Yeah, you do don't, not keep candy. Don't for recycle, a year. especially if you're the healthy person that gives out apples. Because I do not want one year old. Oh my god, <laughs> you do that. Fuck you. Seriously. Yeah. Fuck that. that. And fuck you and everyone who looks like you. And like the razor blades, keep them out of my fucking apples. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That is. They've the been in there for a year. They're all rusty. Jeez. <laughs> I recycle apples from year to year. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just like a shriveled ones. core at that point. Well, if you if you give out apples for Halloween, you're already beyond help. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no help. I'm a dude. I, speaking of candy, real quick, there before we move on to the next question, I had a friend named Dave Smoker was his last name in high school. Shout out to Dave he Smoker. Smoked, I'm sure that's super cool. Um, he probably smokes. He always seemed like he smoked a lot of weed. I don't think he did though, because he was a really like um, competitive uh, swimmer. He actually. Went for the, 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 yeah, I've never the, seen the, a competitive swimmer get caught smoking pot. That's never. true. <laughs> that case probably smoked all the time. But um, he, one time, he ate an entire king size, like 64 ounce or whatever, giant king size bag of Skittles in one night. Holy like, fuck. Like the entire thing. And, ha- and the next morning he woke up and his jaw was like five times the size. Oh, and he had to God. go to the doctor and he had an inflamed jaw and couldn't eat for oh like that. Day, like, dude, I know that, like that feeling when you're like chewing on like a candy for too long and your jaw is just like fucked up. And I was like, Dave, I was like, I was like, Dave, didn't it start to hurt while you were doing it? Like, he was like, yeah, dude. He was like, it hurt a quarter way through the bag. But I was like, <laughs> I was like it's too fucking good. I was like, this is delicious, dude. Anyway. It really does taste like a rainbow. Yeah. Well, very special kid, that Dave. But by the way, bring back crispy M&M's. Pretzel M&M's do not cut it. Suck a dick. <laughs> you just robot it for me, but I think you said yeah. crispy M&M's. M&M's. <laughs> Wow, that was creepy. That was actually it. Like worked on that specific time too. So it's, it's like creepy. Yeah. Okay, I think you're back. It's weird. We're getting weird robots here and there. No, you're still roboting. All right, hold on a minute. Error. Well, error. Nope. <laughs> right as you turned into that robot. Damn back. it. <laughs> no, you sound better now. Um, Nick, do you want to read the next question as well? Two in a row. Okay. Wait. God make up for lost time. I, well, a, I didn't read the last one, so oh, he's obviously oh. talking to you. Process of elimination here. I don't know what words are. Uh, Darkwing Zero Two. Oh, God. Which horror situation would you prefer to endure? Doom Three, Ravenholm, a white ditto encounter, or Amnesia: The Dark Descent? I would I would prefer to zero of those. You have to pick <laughs> one. No. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Ravenholm because well, see here's the thing. Ravenholm is kind of it's kind of like low risk but if you do end up getting turned into one of the undead you're probably worse off because yeah. because because head crab zombies are are fully yeah. aware of what's going on to them but based on their voice acting that's put into the game they're fully aware that they're they're fucked up and totally in pain and dying and shit in doom 3 there's really no hint that there's any sort of cognizance left there there's no there's no conscious left um white ditto is just fucking scary don't, Zero don't chance. Even, don't even joke ditto. about that. No. And Amnesia of the Dark Descent, well, that's just no pure nightmare Fuck fuel. No. So screw everything about that. But um, but in, in Ravenholm, see, like, you, you're dealing with the slow zombies. That's the thing. But, that's no, but the there are those time. fast ones, too. That, like, jump yeah. up on top. Oh, the yeah, I forgot about that. Like the, like the ninja zombies. That's yeah, I'm going to say Ravenholm. Fuck. I'm definitely not going with White Ditto, that's for sure. 
In Ravenholm, you have this insane Russian priest watching your back, so that's pretty sweet. Yeah, he snipes things with the shotgun. Somehow. I know. Well, it, um, so Jesus powers on that shotgun. And usually you can't really defend yourself, so I'm not going with that either. Like, yeah. Oh, God. Dude, We're getting robot. You get Nick. Nick. Domo arigato. I can't hear you. You're roboting. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. Skype is just... I'm sorry, but I, I don't know what's going on. Ever since Skype got bought by Microsoft, right down the tubes. Be honest, the YouTubes. There you go. Now you're back. Go say what you were saying. Uh, saying Doom Three and Ravenholm. You can defend yourself. You've got guns, but in white, in a white Ditto encounter and an amnesia, yeah, you don't have anything. Like amnesia, you got a fucking lantern. Who gives a shit? You got like and a in, in white Ditto, you have like a Game Boy Color. <laughs> That's true. It's more of a tool. Well, I guess a weapon is a tool, but yeah, you're a tool. I think I would go with Ravenholm. I think I would just be too scared shitless in Doom 3. Like, I, I don't... Like, Ravenholm, I feel like you have a fighting chance. Like you said, you have that guy. You have the priest covering you. A bro. Um, yeah. And if you're a zombie, who, who cares? Like, you, you're not going to r- realize. You know what I mean? You're not going to be, like, conscious in that sense. And in, so. in Doom 3, you you haven't yet discovered the technology of duct-taping a flashlight to the front of a gun. That's <laughs> uh, very true. <laughs> so, in Ravenholm, Must- everything's on fire. You can kind of see... Yeah, I would definitely go Ravenholm. I think it's pretty easy. Not, what about you, Brandon? Mention, you're in that suit. Yeah, exactly. I think I think I'd go Doom Three just because it is dark, but you have a ton of firepower at your disposal. True. So I think I mean White did a lot. That's not. I'm not even talking yeah, about that. Don't even mess with that. Don't fuck with uh, that. You know, amnesia. You don't. You, you don't have any weapons. It's like with Doom Three, you have an arsenal at your disposal. So I think. I mean, I don't need a flashlight when I can light up the room just by shooting constantly. All right. Mm. We like well, literally right. broke that down. If, if, yeah, it was good. And if you think about Ravenholm, if you look at it, like basically, it's pretty small. Amnesia: The Dark Descent. You you have a guy who is basically. Like, destined, you know, he's gotta meet his destiny. He's the one that survives it. In Doom 3, you had the super trained space marine, and, right. uh, and White Ditto, blame truth. Um, and with, <laughs> with Ravenholm, I mean, a doctor made it out of that shit. He's a, he was an astrophysicist. He is Gordon right, motherfucking yeah. Freeman, but he's an astrophysicist. Come on. Yeah. So, uh, Ravenholm, for sure. Ravenholm for us three, and Brandon would choose Doom 3. Nice. Um, alright, I, I suck rooster asks, um, kill fucker Mary question. He says, so kill fucker Mary, Robert Bowling, John Carmack, Gabe Newell. Oh, baby. <laughs> wow. I want to fuck and marry Gabe Newell at the same time. Yeah, dude, me too. That's, I mean, it's obvious, the kill Gabe. is, I think, very easy in this one. It's kind of a, Gabe I Newell? Think the kill is a given, but, but the question is between Carmack and Gabe Newell. I, yeah, would you, who would you fucking marry Gabe so I get the inside info on Half-Life 3? Here's the thing. Here's the yeah. thing. If I kill Robert Bowling, we never know what he's going to do mm. after the whole Call of Duty thing. We'll be left in suspense forever. Yeah, Not but to I mention, think the I world would just be out of fabulous pair of eyebrows. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's a risk I'm willing to take. I think I, um, I think I would marry Carmack because think about the kind of conversations you could have. I would probably with someone of that intellect. Out. Well, I, I would still I would mind. still marry Gaben because he's a billionaire. Yeah. Oh, Carmack's and, uh, not doing too bad himself. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's like John that's Carmack. True. I feel like I would lose my mind talking to him. I just be like, I feel like I literally wouldn't be able to have a conversation on his level. So you would at least Gabe. Yeah. I feel like I could. You would be a trophy so, wife to John Carmack. 
Yeah. You wouldn't understand a word he said. So, so you're saying you would trade his intellectual speak for his pillow talk? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes, absolutely. I, I, I can see that. I mean, I, I, I respect intelligent people, but I mean, more intelligent than me, that's, that's, that's too much. <laughs> that's hard to I'm just so fucking that. smart. I'm on YouTube. Do you understand how smart I am? <laughs> um, um, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm definitely have to, I mean, in this scenario, we'd have to end Robert Bowling. I mean, there's, sorry, yeah, like sorry, you said. Sorry, Rob. I mean, you just got out of Call of Duty. You, like, you just got out of it, but you still gotta go. Yeah, and then I would I would fuck John Carmack and I would marry Gabe Newell. Dude, I, I agree. John Carmack, I'd love it. I would. We'll see. We probably Gabe Newell probably... becomes a steady lay. So yeah. <laughs> you know, like you no know, once a month. You know, it's not like something yeah. special on our anniversary. It's routine, but it's still gonna be good at least. It's gonna be good, dude. <laughs> Oh yeah, be good. He's gonna. I wonder portals. if we could if we could role play and like if he has an actual Half Life Two suit or Half Life suit. In the middle, he's like hitting you in the back of the head with a crowbar from Half Life. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, he's like, yeah, you're my head crabbing. <laughs> oh god, head crab. That is. Oh god. You gave me oh, the things I'm seeing in my mind right now. <laughs> no, oh boy. My brain is on fire. I didn't expect it to go that far. Yeah, I went far. Okay. <laughs> um, who wants to take the next one from Total Hacks? Total I'll take hacks. that one. Total Hacks asks, when I talk with my friends, they won't look me in the eye. How have you guys managed to work past this? Love? No, you don't have love in Nighthawks. So no. That's yeah. obviously Nighthawk not is all the answer. Getting- Real sweaty, and then just going to town on each other. So, There's really no love. I mean, why would you think you're going to have eye contact in the first place? You're just trying to bust a nut, man. Yeah, when you're nice. just get something. To, just, <laughs> the phrase "bust a nut" is just so funny to me. <laughs> you know, Busta Rhymes was originally going to go with "bust a nut," but bust a salted nut roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, think, I mean, I would agree. I don't think Nighthawking has anything. I think you're being a little pretentious right right now. I'm just saying, like, oh, look me in the eye. I'm so special. No, come <laughs> on, Listen, bro, turn around. And let's fucking Nighthawk. <laughs> or let me finish Nighthawking on your back. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Um, anything else to add to that? Anyone? <laughs> don't have anything. It's- no. I think you covered it. I like I like the painting Nighthawks by Edward. It was Edward Edward Hopper. Mm. It's a good yeah. painting. Familiar. That's that's the one that somebody photoshopped an anteater just threw a a chair at the window and is like, "Come at me, bro." <laughs> <laughs> I could link it, but I'd rather just use that really vague description, that, uh, really yeah, really obscure I know exactly description. What you're talking about now. Yeah. Night. Um, let's Google image now. No. No. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, I know this painting. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a print of that on my wall. Damn, that's actually... I, I never knew the it's name of it. I'm classy as fuck. I learned something. Voltage ZE asks us, which celebrity would play you in a movie? Mm, I don't understand this question, though, completely. Yeah, this is easy is for like, me. I don't know. Is it like if a it's lookalike, lookalike, or is it just like a personality? We can do whatever. We can do, do lookalike, personality, whatever, whatever we want. Oh, Emma Stone, then. Emma Stone. <laughs> Yeah, in that case, um, Liam Neeson, Chan- uh, Ryan Reynolds, Channing Tatum. Yeah, I was going to say Channing Tatum. Yeah. 
I mean, and on the looks alone, I think Channing Tatum for sure. Yeah. Um, he would need to grow a neck for the role. Wise, yeah. I don't know. Personality wise, I'm trying to think. Hmm. Robert Bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Play you in the movie. Um, Kim Kardashian. Know, oh, dude. Hell yeah. I could see, dude, man. I could see Kim Kardashian. Don't, don't throw powder on me. You'll get arrested. <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, oh God, God, no. No one should have that voice. <laughs> All I imagine when he talks is the parrot from Aladdin. Because that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the first time I heard him, so I just associate it with everything. Yeah, me too. That's it. Me too. That's all I will ever know him as in my mind. And that's I'm all like, really oh cute. my god! It's a white yeah. kid! It's like, where's the genie? God. Oh, man. I don't really know. I'd go with... I don't know. Yeah. I actually hard. squinted when I did that voice. <laughs> yeah, he's always <laughs> yeah, squinting, too! What is that? Uh, <sighs> it's like he decided he wanted to be an Asian after he was born not Asian. <laughs> I'm changing my lifestyle. What is, what is his nationality? I don't even know. Squinting. Godfried is like is definitely like a Scandinavian name. Yeah, German. Squinting is his, is his nationality. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm just gonna say Emma Stone. Okay, that's a good answer. I'm going Channing Tatum. I think I'd go with uh, like Jason Biggs. I think someone told me that once. Oh, I could kind of see that. I could see well, what it look like. I mean, I've, I've had several people tell me that that I look like Jack White, but he's not an actor. So, you sure he's never acted in anything ever? I, I don't know. Mm. Was he in something? Is that what you're? I don't at? know either. Just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just being facetious. I don't know. I like I, to use the word facetious at least once a day. Bathrooms that way. <laughs> Stole that joke from Penny Arcade. So good at jokes. Very nice. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's move on to the last one here, and it is. For, wait, didn't we just answer a Furious Poppy question? We that was, was the first one. one. No, there's. No, yeah, he, he he asked the first one that we read. Oh, he gets he gets two. Oh. He gets okay. This is what happens right. when you have multiple people picking questions. Sometimes right. the best right. rise to the top, I suppose. But this is a good this is a good question as well. If you were dipped in chocolate and someone had to lick you clean, who would you pick? Robert Bolton. Scott. Ooh, I pick Nick. I pick Nick Finn. That hurts. <laughs> okay, and listen, listen. Yeah, now me and Brandon are like we have we're we're pretty much forced to choose each other. Yeah, yeah. Now it's we have like to do it just for solidarity's sake. Yeah, at this I point, mean, I mean, like, I mean, nothing against Brandon, but what if I what if I had wanted Nick Fenton? Mm, we would like the little, double Nick, little Nick on Nick action. Yeah, Nick I mean, on and Nick. And the thing oh, is, Dan Nick, is gone, Nick, so like Nick, you can't. Nick. No yeah. one can pick Dan. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, maybe Crophelia. I could I could dip myself in chocolate and just lay on his grave and cry. <laughs> How the school is so great right now. Just like weeping and just laying there. Uh, Covered in chocolate. Wow. Uh who would it be? Um who would you, I mean yeah, I'm going with Nick Fenton. I I'm dude, come May. Come May. We can do that in our May. In it's gonna come in May for sure. Robert Bowling. Robert Bowling, okay. I might have picked Scott, but now, I mean, it's wow. obviously okay. not happening. Does anyone have a Twitter account yet for Robert Bowling's eyebrows? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, we got to look it up. I'm looking well, it up now. Well, if one pops up, we'll know that it's Nick Jenkins. Maybe. Uh, I think Nick Fenton <laughs> might be trying to steal it from me right now. That page doesn't exist. Registering right now. <laughs> uh, all right, well, <laughs> I guess that sums it up. Eyebrows. 
eyebrows. Eyebrows, yeah. indeed. Good stuff. Um, we will be back next week for episode 36, which I know right now, but I will ask them wait, wait, <laughs> the next wait, wait, episode. Wait, wait. And we still next won't episode. be able to believe it. Since it's 3-6, yeah. can I just, the intro just be 3-6 Mafia? Like, 3-6 Mafia? No? No. Yeah, so next time we'll not be on the next podcast, but we'll see you next time. (laughs) We'll see you next time. (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, Good talk. See you later. Goodbye. Later.